I know they hate it when I speak my truth It's dangerous So dangerous To bottle this anguish Yeah, I say gangster rap in his industry. Brothers was in the street. Group of farmers gripping that 40 cal. I'll be honest. One one of the biggest thing, uh, things that I think differ now in, in today's society is that uh, we no longer have the village. Um, no, every, not it's, at all. It's, it's, it's every man not for himself, every family for themselves. And so um, I'm sorry that I have a high energy. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, you know, I'm in, Damn, I'm, 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 alone, man. No, I'm in a different space right now, mentally. Uh, I got you. I, I need y'all to. I need y'all to really understand where I'm at. So I, I've come to realize that everybody has um, gotten to a place where it's, and, and we've always had the crab in the bucket thing. We've always had self hate. Yep. We've always had competition amongst each other, right? But but there was a point in time, and maybe it was just during the time I was growing up, where Travis's mom was like my mom or my aunt, and your mom yep. was like my mom and my aunt, and yep. Peach, Peach's mom and Raquan's mom, and it was like it, it was a common theme, you know. When you came over to to my house, if we if my mom cooked, you ate. You ate. Yeah. Uh, you came over and 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 they treat. Hey, are you hungry? You know what I mean. If 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 my mom took me to the movies and you were around, you didn't have to go home. My mom asked, "Hey, you want to ask your mother if you know if she had a couple couple bucks? If it's okay, if you can come with us. If not, I could pay for you this time." You know what I mean. But now we've gotten to such a selfish place that everything is about competition. And so um, I asked you the question of: Do you is it anything that that your parents taught you that was a hindrance? I'm curious because. Traditionally, we always want to move up one station away uh, away from our parents, right? So, and, and not just in terms of living conditions, not just in terms of uh, finances, you know, not just in terms of uh, uh, neighborhoods and things like that, but also in in, in the teachings. You know, there are certain things. There are certain. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say per se my parents, but I, and not to name them, but I've had. I would say the hindrance came from from relatives, from from aunts, from uncles, cousins, and everything. So while my mom and grandma so were elders. preaching, or, or elders, yep, or elders. Yeah. Okay. While okay. my mom and grandma were preaching to me the uh, the right things to do. Oh, hold on, baby girl, just walked in. Hold on, mama. <laughs> Daddy, so coming. I'm gonna let you get on the mic next time. But while while my mom and grandma and certain people were teaching me the right things of life, the things that would help me. I have I have relatives teaching me how to walk a certain way to make it seem like I had a pistol on me, or I had a certain relative teaching me, well, if this person is slipping and you know you know you can get get away with it, then take it. So in other words, if a person left money laying around, if they left drugs laying around. If I can take it and bring it to them, they'll flip it and give me money per se, or things that like like that and and so forth or whatever. So I have relatives teaching me these things or trying to teach me, trying to exploit my mind and everything, telling me to do these things. But then when I would sit back and look and realize, well, wait a minute, that's you're supposed to be teaching me something that's gonna help me, not something that's gonna hurt me down the line. And then eventually, as I got older and I began to question these things, and then I started to realize that their motives, their motives toward me weren't right. And because they, they understood, uh, he knows way more than what we thought, then that's when the banter became. That's when the crucifying of who I am, what I'm trying to do, trying to belittle me and tarnish my character, saying I'm doing this, I'm doing that, because they realized that I was able to, to think and, and process things on my own and realize that what they were doing and trying to teach me wasn't right. That's interesting because I, I find it that we live in a world where everything seems to be opposite. And by that, I mean, it's super easy. I'll take it even further than this. It's it's. We tend to to respond negatively. We tend to do things that are wrong, and it requires more energy to do the right thing than yeah. to do the wrong thing. 
Notice how you have to be taught how to do what's right. And naturally, you just do what's wrong. Yeah. Somebody, somebody caught you doing something. They ask you, what, what are you doing? You, you, you automatically lie. Automatically lie. True. You know, your, your family members, they, instead of teaching you the right things a lot of times, automatically teach you the okay. wrong thing to do. Yeah. You know, people see you in, in they're, they're doing things they ought not to do in front of, in, in your presence. And they say, hey, don't do this. Don't be like me. Fam, the fact that you told me not to be like you is making me want to be just like you. Mm-hmm. Like how many times have somebody told you, hey, don't go and do that. And you do the complete opposite because, because your mind, the way, the way it looks is like, hey, it can't be that bad because you're doing it. Because you're doing it, yeah. So now I feel like you're trying to, you know, um, deprive me of the enjoyment. So it's it's super easy to to teach wrong and and not um, ingratiate um, good things into people. And that is that, and that to be honest with you, that's 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 low key a problem, and not just in black culture, but in 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 culture in general. Like we as people. We as people, we we already naturally do the wrong thing, naturally, but we've heightened it so much. Like now, let's think about it this way: we see so much negativity through social media, Facebook, the news. Everything we look at every day is something negative. Yeah. Why? Because when 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 somebody helps somebody cross the cross the street. Somebody uh, uh, saves a cat. Somebody holds a door. Oh man, you're a simp. That's simp culture. Oh, you're 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 a goody two shoe. Yeah. Oh, you got dude. I I'll never forget this. My mother taught me manners. Right. My mom told me to yes yes ma'am no yeah. ma'am. My auntie Vera, my auntie Vera as well. Um yes ma'am no ma'am. Thank you no thank you please all of these things right. I'll never forget. I I told a person, no, thank you. Um, much appreciated. Uh, sorry, ma'am. And the lady said to me, "That's slave language." I said, "I'm sorry." All because you have manners. I said, "No, that's called manners. It's a it's it's respect. I'm showing you decency and respect." My mother taught me as a child that that. Respect is due unto a dog. And what that means oh, is yeah. that means that if you walk by a dog, you don't just kick it, you leave the dog alone because you have respect for it. You know what I mean? And so for me to give you respect, why would I not give you respect? If I if I respect some strange mangy dog on the road and what what how why is it so hard for me to give you respect and you're a human? You know what I mean? So I, I thank I thank God for my parents. I thank God. Um, I didn't have I didn't have a dad in my life, and and I, I will say that did have an effect on my life. Oh yeah. Uh, and Dang, um, yeah. I, I will say, um, I I don't want to go out on a limb and say that my mother was bad for me. False. I will say that I don't believe that a mother can properly train up a child in terms of a man i don't think a woman by herself necessarily can do the do the 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 job of a man in terms of raising a raising a man if that makes sense yeah makes sense. I, you know what's funny i was reading something some uh, uh uh on instagram yesterday there was a post that a woman made about an assumption about what men think concerning men about women, right? And I'm reading through the comments, and the only people who agreed with the assumption was who? Women. Was women. Yeah. How, how many catalogs, how many books, how many tabloids teach a perspective of a woman about men that had no men input at all. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's just one of those. Things. And so I, I don't I don't I don't discredit my mother. I think my mother did a, a, a did an exceptional job. But I do 
want to tip my hat off to my uncle Clarence, who well, did an exceptional job. My man, and, and I've already done an episode in, in memoir. Uh, I think he was probably one of the best things that ever happened to my life. I thank God for him. Um, Reverend Pierre, Pastor Brown, uh, Deacon uh, Bob, uh, Coach Pop, Roosevelt, uh man i i don't want i don't want to miss anybody uh the mocks tony mock uh sergio gordova there were a lot of men in my life that were exceptional my co my college coach you know joel uh, joel like uh 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 alex nigro all of these men in my life made me realize just how much i needed my father dude and it's crazy you say that ken because and all honestly, and honestly, like that's where my anger came from. Like, dude, I remember vividly playing sports, and Travis can probably actually attest for it. Like, I remember vividly playing sports, and I would see my mom on the sideline, and I just be like, damn, man, I wish my dad was here. And don't get me wrong, at the time, I had my uh, my youngest sister, Leisha's dad, Alfonso Lee. Man, life life didn't treat him well, but the way he he catered to me and my sisters and the thing that he things he taught us, like I'm forever grateful for it. And I remember the opportunities and chance, like when I was playing at Northside Optimus, and he did come watch me play. Just having the joy and the passion and the fire lit under me to go even harder because oh he's watching me. I, I gotta make him proud. I gotta make him proud. But then as I got older, and life kind of and I took his course, I was just like, man, dude, I would, I would do anything to have my dad here watching me, watching me. So whenever my mom could make it from her long hours working at the bus station, like whenever she could make it, dude, I would turn up to the ultimate level just to make my mom proud. Cause, cause then I started getting to that point to like, man, F my dad, he's not here, but my mom is here. So I'm gonna put on a show for my mom. I'm gonna put on a show for my mom. Then granted, 16 years later, I was 16 years old, dude, I never had 16 years old, and he finally, like, came back. And and every bit of rage in me just was like, man, I don't need you. Like, mm. my Uncle Mark, my Uncle Roy, my Uncle Shane, uh, my Uncle my uncle Burnell. Dude, I, I had a lot of great men who had their own trials and tribulations, who had their own storms that they were faced that some way, somehow shaped me to be a good young man rest in peace to my uncle tom he did a phenomenal job as well while he was here but do everything they could teach me everything they could 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 reach out and give me they did and so by the time he came back into my life i was just at a point like dude i don't need you they've taught me everything i need to know they've helped me with everything i need to know and so forth and I so I, I'm, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry go ahead go ahead i'm sorry and so as as the years went on, as the years went on, my mom just like, ah, like, dude, it was like my rage for him was so bad that it started to tamper with me and my mom's relationship. And when I started to notice that, I was just like, man, I got to get the hell out of here. Like, And when I say the hell out of here, I meant like the hell out of Florida. Like, believe it or not, that's what drove me to Minnesota, because originally, originally when I uh, was getting ready to graduate high school, before I let my grades and everything fall off with the rage and everything, I was actually going to go to uh, the University of Central Florida to study uh, engineer. But then as my rage kicked up, I was just like, man, I don't want this dude within driving distance to get to me. If he needs to get to me, I want him to take a damn plane, a boat, whatever it may be. So one of my cousins actually went to a junior college in Minnesota. So he gave me he gave me the school's website. Dude, I, I probably emailed, I kid you no lie, I think I emailed like 60 different schools. And as I'm emailing them, Rainy River like emails back, was the first one to email back. And so I was just like, well, I ain't checking up. I ain't checking up the rest of them. Right. So life took its course and everything. And then I'm at Rainy River and I'm still angry, pissed off. Come back home, I see my mom and sisters. And then before it, I, I'll see him and all that anger that just come back. So eventually I started coming home and instead of going to my mom's house, I would go to my grandma's house. Then I would call, I would call my sister, ask them what they're doing, where mom at. 
and everything. And then I lie and tell my cousins, like, man, call my mom and tell her something wrong with somebody and she need to come up here to grandma house. Just so my mom can leave and come to my grandma's house or my aunt's house and I didn't have to go home to see him. Mm. And and it, it struck so much rage in me, dude. I remember times of seeing him and all I could just see is just like anger, complete anger, like just choking him, doing all kind of stuff. And then one day, I think it might have been my my sophomore year at Rainy. One day I finally had the chance to meet uh my grandma Gigi, his 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 grandma, but he called the mom because my grandma, which was his mom, Grandma Cat, she passed away when I was younger. So my grandma Gigi, his grandma, ended up raising him. And that's who he knew as a mother. And so one day I came home and I was just like, man, I'm not doing all this loop-de-loop circus crap. I'm going to my mom's house. Go to my mom's house. I'm in the in the living room chilling, relaxing. We had just won a national championship or whatever. And so I'm home, I'm, I'm relaxing, celebrating at the same time. And then sweetest old lady ever, she comes knock on the door or whatever, and I open the door. And I was like, yes, ma'am, can I help you? And right away, she knew who I was. Hey, Andre, what's up? And literally started holding the conversation with the lady like I knew her all my life. And so we sat on the porch talking and everything. And then she was like, why? Well, tell your mom and them I came by here. And I'm just like, well, wait a minute, miss. Uh, wait a minute, ma'am. Who are you? Like, I don't even know who you are. I know we just sat here talking for forever, but I don't even know your name. And that's when she told me who she was. And I was just like, oh, wow. And so then after that, I slowly started letting the rage go or just kind of dismissing it. And I would come home. I go see my grandma, go see my mom, then go see Gigi. And so then... The more I talked to my grandma Gigi, the more she kind of got to me. Right. Because she eventually started just giving me little small life quotes Mm -hmm. and everything. And as she said it, I will listen. I will listen. She I remember she vividly hit me with one. We all make mistakes, we all go through storms in life, but who are we to judge? Mm. Everyone deserves a second chance. Mm -hmm. But if a person comes back in your life and they're trying to get a second chance and you don't allow them. Some way, somehow, you're still being judgmental and you're holding on to hurt instead of allowing them to fix it. And so when she told me that, I kind of sat that I that actually like lingered for a while. Right. Because even after I went back to Rainy River, I still used to always think about it. Right. And so then uh one vacation I came back home, she came by again, we sat talking. And she was and she was just like she was like, you're a very sharp young man. I wish I could have met you early in life. Mm. She was like, but that anger you're holding on to is starting to dim your light. And, and you're one young man that you don't need to dim your light. And then she hit me with the words, give him a second chance. If you don't do it for him, at least do it for me. Mm. Because I know, you're not a, I know you're not a hateful person. I know you're not a revengeful person. Just give him a second chance. That way you know... You gave him a second chance to right his wrongs. If he decides to do that, then it was meant to be. If he doesn't right his wrongs, then at least you don't have to hold on to it because you know you gave him a chance. Right. And that was the last conversation we had. Because I came, I, I, I left, went back, and then I came back on a summer vacation. And I came home, came home, saw my mom, went to their house, gave him a pops a hug laid on the couch and he was like let's go see Gigi and I'm like man it's it's late it's almost midnight like I don't want to go over there and, and disturb but let her get a rest we'll go see her first thing in the morning we'll wake up go see her then we'll go have breakfast right and he was like all right oh we can do that go ahead get your rest I know you're tired he came back probably like 30 minutes to an hour later and he was just bawling and I was just like whoa whoa like what's wrong with you dude like man up what you crying about because you know as a as a as a kid, and especially as a boy, the first thing they tell us when they see us crying, man, what you crying for? Man, up, wipe them tears away. Yeah, and so, and so me not knowing, I'm, man, what you crying for? Man, up, stop all that. Let's talk. And he was like, well, you can't go see Gigi. And I'm like, what you mean? He was like, she just went home. And so when he told that it was like life was just sucked away from me, 
because I was like, I was supposed to go see her to let her know that I was going to give him a second chance. But I think, but, but they always say, they always say, uh, life has a way of talking to you and life has a way of knowing when something is right, when something is good. So, so they find that peace and they always say old people know everything. Mm -hmm. So I think the simple fact she knew that in my heart, I finally let that anger go and I was going to give him a second chance. She was finally able to get her rest. You know, it's funny. Um, good people have impe impeccable timing. Yes, they do. And um, she knew you needed to hear that. I I've learned. So for me, I'm thinking about the situation. Travis, you still there? I guess. Um, because yeah, don't don't fall asleep on me. I got you next. Um, I've realized. Well, I've had to ask myself: Is it is it the bitter is it is the anger stemming from a disappointment that they weren't there, or is it a, a disapp uh, disappointment that they wasn't there, an anger that they wasn't there, or was it that we feel like we weren't good enough for them to you know like we weren't enough for them to stay? Like it's like we had very less. Like our value just wasn't significant enough for them to even consider wanting to be a father. You know what I mean? It's like you you leave your job because the pay ain't good enough. Well, I, I don't want to be in my son's life because he's not that valuable enough. And some of us really struggle in that department. And we begin to question and wonder why or where he is this entire time. Like I remember bro, growing up, bro, and being teased about my dad, bro. It used to drive me up the wall, bro. And it made me, it gave me tough skin. I'm not going to lie. The, 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 the greatest thing I got from it was tough skin. So dealing with um, athletics and things like that, some things didn't bother me. You know why? Because one of the most significant things in my life that I really wanted, I never had. So to me, it was like basketball, just a game. You know, you can talk crap all you want to. It is what it is. The, 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 you know, being able to see a smile on my dad's face, I could never have. So none of this is ever going to amount to anything. And so I, I think that's what made me, made me gravitate to Christianity a lot, much, a lot more tougher feeling God's hand on my shoulder telling me that I am enough, that I do love you, that you are my son, you know, that I gave my only son for you. You know what I mean? Like, it it, 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 it hit different for me, bro, because the one thing I always wanted was sonship. I longed for sonship growing up. You know what I mean? And to find that in, 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 in God that really kept me through a lot bro it, it really did it really did and so it was just crazy so I, I i never really looked in looked forward inside of my coaches i didn't look forward inside of my pastors i didn't because i because I, the way I, I saw it was at an early age my own flesh and blood my father wasn't here for me right which showed a flaw to me which showed that man can make a mistake all right cool so I'm not going to lean on that too heavy. I'm not going to lean on another guy too heavy. I know that a man can let me down, but God, he hasn't failed me yet. He told me he loved me when he didn't have to. He accepted some things that he didn't have to. He told me that I was going to be all right when he didn't have to. This this love that he gave me, you know, when, when, when they begin to sing indescribable, uncontainable you said the stars in the sky and you know them by name like that that hits different bro because the god of the universe is my god the god of the universe is my father you know what i mean and to not have my dad bro and to deal with what i dealt with in my house feeling like the black sheep bro you know at, at that time bro being a teenager and my emotions running wild you know, to know that there was a God that stood outside of time that made time for me meant a lot, bro. So, Travis, I'll ask you, because you technically kind of had your dad. Like, what? Um, so, I, I was sure from the standpoint. Um, I was sure from the standpoint of optimism and, and being optimistic about the benefits of absent versus the disappointments of present. 
And I want to share from that standpoint because my father, I had my father still to this day, 33 years. Um, I saw my father most of the time. I can call him. I can find him if I need to see him, speak to him. Um, my father just wasn't present in helping me chase my dreams, helping me through my education, um, fueling me with leadership qualities or maybe throwing a football, passing a basketball, or guiding me through um, the things that I found interesting when I was a kid. But the physical aspect of my father was there, and the experience aspect, his insights to how he saw the world was there. And I always found frustration with the disappointment of my father being present because I felt like because he was present that there was more that he could give. And I always over the years to give more. It wasn't about finances. Really wasn't even about time. But it was about giving his authenticity. Hello? Hello? Cut out again. <sighs> this man in this cricket wireless, bro. Nah, it sounds like he got a lizard wireless. He need to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't me. Oh, I got five Travis, bars go of five G. That's uh, <laughs> that's that Minnesota wireless. That, that ain't me. From Canada to <laughs> to the mountains, <laughs> and that's it. Try you back? Yeah, I'm on here. That's y'all connection. I, I never stopped saying connected. So, so having my father, of course, is a blessing. Still is a blessing. Um, but I think me challenging my father because he was present to be present in other ways is what stirred up an issue. Um, because my father felt as if I didn't appreciate what he gave, and it was one of the things that, as I got older, I understood that I didn't need my father to throw the football. I didn't need him to pass the basketball, um, but I did need him to attend the games. I did need him to critique my mistakes. I did need him to uh, to acknowledge my failures, and I did need him um, to celebrate um, my victories because I found myself shattered when it came down to um, piecing together who I was. I found myself searching in places for pieces that – I should never been in. And I knew if my father would have gave me his experience a lot more or, or been there, there were some things he could have stopped. And that's what I wanted because I saw what good fathers look like in some people's lives that was around me um, that I wanted that for myself. So it was just always a desire to have what I saw. Um, and also, too, but there was a deep belief that I felt that my father could be a good father. Um, and I never wanted to tell him that he couldn't be one when I desired and and I looked at him to be one if given the opportunity or if given himself I know they hate it when I speak my truth it's dangerous so dangerous to bottle the sandwich Yeah, I say gangster rap in his industry. Brothers was in the street. Group of farmers gripping that 40 cal. They was in the beat.